day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to February 2022. It's the 20th day of February. You're listening to SML, that is Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible said, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. We're not gonna, we're gonna go directly into the word of God today after, you know, acknowledging him. Certainly, I pray that, that your day is starting off well, or if it's in the middle of the day, or if it's coming to a close, that we recognize and know that God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So at this time, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. For this is the day that you have made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness that you have bestowed upon us. Lord God, you've given us a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, you have blessed us throughout the night, through the day. To this very moment, we are blessed. You've given us the activity of our lives. You've given us a mind that we could seek you, call it on you, call your name, but think about your goodness. Lord, thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, and even for the, the things that we feel that didn't feel exceptional, they didn't feel good, we felt pain, uh, we felt uh, some hurt, we felt some things that didn't agree with us, but thank you, because it brought, uh, situ it brought situations to our attention empowering us to, to do what is right to, for forgiveness, empowering us to make changes in our conduct, empowering us, Lord God, to, to avoid certain things or to do things that we were not doing. Lord God, we just want to appreciate you and honor you, Lord God, for who you are. You're sovereign, Lord God, and we want you to be sovereign in our lives. I pray and ask that you would bless those that are sick in a body that cannot be in service because of ailment. Lord God, I ask that you would touch and that you would heal them. Lord God, and that you would bless uh, uh, as much as within us to do the things that we need to do to prevent uh, certain, certain events from occurring. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless the faithful, bless the obedient. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for contributions that have been willingly sent, given, unsolicited. 
Lord God, thank you for those that are supporting the ministry. Father, we pray and ask that you would continue to lift us up. Lord God, as we are lifting you up, as we give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, favor for those that are faithful. Lord God, and those that are obedient to your word. Stir up the hearts of those that are not. Those that are walking and marching to their own path. Lord God, leading them to destruction because it is not in accord with your word. Stir up their hearts, Lord God. Lord, draw the backslider into a place of worship where they will be faithful. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we appreciate you, Lord God. We'll continue to give you glory. We'll continue to give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, as we lift you up in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to just want you to help me a little bit with this, uh, with this song. It's not something, it's not difficult. And then we're going to go into the word of God and see what the Lord has to say. Mighty God, my heart is stirred and I pray that yours is stirred as well. There's nothing like your voice giving God praise. There's nothing like you lifting him up and exalting him. You know, uh, what is it? Uh, the hall cards, you know, the people write cards and Walmart cards and different things. It might express some things for you, but it's nothing like you telling the Lord how you appreciate him. for you, for you to be glorified. 
Some of you may be familiar with what I'm describing here. You know, there was two sets of footprints. When everything was going well, you know, there was two sets of footprints. But then when the storm hit and things got rough, and I looked down, I only saw one set of footprints. Where were you? And the response that came back was, I. 
I was carrying you in the storm. That's how you made it through. God was carrying you in the storm. All I want is for you, for you to be glorified, for you to be lifted high. All I want is for you, for you to be glorified, for you to be Let's bless the Lord, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. That's all we want is to glorify you. Lord, that you be lifted high. That you be glorified, Lord God. Not ourselves, not interested in self-exaltation, not interested in lifting, Lord God, but we rest at your feet. We're here to bow down and to give you glory, Lord God. And those that are at work, that are listening, Lord, and, and their hearts are here, Lord Jesus, thank you for, Lord God, and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, certainly those, Lord God, and our songstress, Lord, ask that you would bless her, Lord Jesus, as she is, Lord God, in and her thoughts, Lord God, you know, the need of each individual that, Lord, name by name, touch them, Lord God. Bless them according to thy will. Hallelujah, Lord God. Send your favor ahead of us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going into the word of God, and I, I want to start reading here from John, the first, uh, first John 3. And I, I solicit your prayers, you know, uh, and so I don't know if we'll get through all that that there is, but certainly I want God to be glorified. I have no other desire in my life. Uh, and, and that's not to minimize the things that I, I accomplished, the things that I'm doing, but the, the ultimate goal is that God is glorified. At the end of the day, I want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, during, we, we do our work during the day because when night comes, the Bible tells us no man can work. And so right now, this is my day, just as it is your day too. And so I want God to be glorified. And that, that's, you know, and I, 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 I'm just right there. I'm having, I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in that now, you know, I'm in that moment. You know, when we're, when we're in service of the Lord, we need to be in the now. Not thinking about everything else that's going on, or, you know, or what we're going to do after service. So let's be in the now. Let's be right here, right where we are in this moment. And that is about glorifying God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tells us that he's searching and he's looking for those that are worshiping in spirit and in truth. Everything can give him praise and everything has been ordered. Let everything that have breath to give him praise. But those that worship in spirit and truth, there's something about them 
that God gets involved with. Listen, John 3, 1 John 3 and 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, I want you to, where it says beloved, you can put your name there. Uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doeth not yet appear what shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We don't know what he looked like at this moment. And those that claim that they have seen the Lord and they know what he looked like, well, they, they have something more than what the apostle John had because John was present with him. John knew him. Uh, John's personal testimony uh, that, uh, of how he knew the Lord is written in the word. And I don't think anyone else uh, in 2022 have this testimony. Mm -mm. I, don't, I don't believe that. Because John said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested and we've seen it. And we bear witness and show unto you the eternal life which was with the Father and has manifested unto us, speaking about the Word. The Word was manifest, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten Son of the Father. But here John writes to the brethren, uh, the sisters, the believers, the disciples uh, that are following the ministry that God has poured into the life of his of uh, the disciples, the ministers. But we we are the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. We're still embodied, we're still in this flesh. But we know that when he shall appear, uh, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Whatever, however he is that glorified state, we shall be like him. For we'll see him as he is. Right now, we cannot see him as he is. We would not be able to stand it. We would be consumed by him. When Moses was on the mountain, the Lord passed by and there was a covering. And when the covering was removed, the, all Moses saw was his hinder part. And that was enough to glorify him that when Moses came down out of the mountain, those that looked upon him begged him, please put a veil over your face. The glory is too great. The day is coming that the glory of God is going to be revealed. 
and is going to start and has already begun from the inside of me. It's already begun from the inside of you. And so uh, John goes on to say, and every man, every one of you that have this hope, what hope? The hope of seeing him when he shall appear. The hope of being like him when we see him uh, and to see him as he is. Everyone is not going to see the Lord as he is. Not at the same time. No, not at the same time. Uh-huh. There's many that claim that, well, I, I'm all right with God and, you know, and, and we cool and, and I'm going to see him just like you are because you said you are. But their lifestyle is different. Some have forsaken him. They've forsaken him for a I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it, where I want to do a lifestyle. But I believe in God. And yes, they do believe in God. They do believe in him. Israel believed in God. They never stopped believing in God. The devil never stopped believing in God. But we know that belief is not enough without following what the word of God is saying. And so every man that have his hope, that have this hope, purifies himself, cleanses himself up, takes the necessary measures to sanctify themselves, which means to separate yourself. And I'm going to say it like this. You're going to separate yourself from dating apps. You're going to separate yourself from things that corrupt you. Evil communication, corrupt good manners. Now, I, I was, let me, let me, let me, I was having a conversation with a young man recently and he asked me a question about those that are single and seeking companionship. He said, so you mean that uh, you should just be praying and asking the Lord to send someone in your life? You should do that. Yes. But when you're uh Shopping when you when you want a car, you don't just pray and ask Lord send me a car. You do shop for it. You do make preparations such as saving money. So so we prepare ourselves. You prepare, ladies. You prepare yourself. Uh, the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. That means that there has been a state of preparation that goes on. A uh, gentleman, you do not approach a young lady without also having uh, something to offer, either equal or more. I'm a strong believer in that. Either you, if you have ladies, if you have a car, oh, I had to put some restraints on there. If you have a car, that brother should have a car too. If you have a, your own place, that brother should have his own place too. If you have money in the bank, that brother should have some money in the bank too. And he should not know how much you have in the bank because you're not one. So that's not necessary. That's not his business. If your FICA score is over 700, that brother's FICA score should be, uh, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. Don't be unequally yoked. Well, he's going to work on it. Well, let him work on it before. Uh-huh. Let him strive and labor and do the things that need to be done 
before. All right, let's go. On. He that hath this hope uh, purify himself even as he is pure. And, and so our, we're going into, uh, we're still in the book of Revelation. And so we're, we're going now into the 15th chapter of Revelation. That was my introduction there, John. And, and so we're going into the, the 15th chapter of Revelation here. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. And so John begins to say, I saw another side in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark. Three things, victory over the beast, victory over his image, victory over the mark and over the number of his name. He saw them stand on the sea of glass having the hearts of God. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Saints signifying those that have sanctified themselves, that you'll find the word saint there, separated themselves from the things that would prevent them from being saved. In this particular instance, the thing that would prevent them from being saved is, is if they did not overcome, you must be an overcomer now and those 144 then. I, I wanna make a distinct separation here because the, those that are overcoming and which John is seeing are not those of the outer court. Okay? Now, Bible students, you're going to have to go back and do a little homework on that. Who shall fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou art, thou only art holy. You're the only one that is holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I look, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in white and clothed in pure and white linen, and having their uh, breasts girded with with golden girls. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels one of the seraphims that we've seen, have seen uh, since the beginning of John's visions actively working uh, in the presence of, the, gave the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels are fulfilled. 
Now, John is seeing this after a great harvest has taken place. A great harvest. Now, as I've said before, and I'm, I'll reiterate this now, John has a, a panoramic view of what is occurring. Uh, John is seeing things that he saw things that have happened in the past. He sees things that have happened presently and he's seeing things in the future. John is seeing a host of things occur. Now, there was a, John was able to see this and I'm jumping ahead of myself because he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day in the midst of my troubles, in the midst of what was going on with me, in the midst of what was happening in my life. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I didn't forget to pray. I didn't forget to get in his word. We don't know if John had tears in his eyes. We don't know if he was, if he was, uh, you know, we go to church and they tell you, get up and run around the church, you know, and rejoice and magnet while you're going through something. Rejoice and praise God in advance for the victory. We don't know. John just said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he's telling us what he has seen. And so the 14th chapter, there was a great harvest that had taken place, different from the previous, which included the Gentiles and the believing Israelites. See, there are those right now in 20, um, even on this day, February 20th, 2022, that are of the Israel, children of Israel that do believe that have accepted Christ. But there are those of a remnant that God has made a promise to. Just as maybe your great grandmother, great, great, someone that you may have never met in your lineage, that God made a promise, made a that they was praying and God said, you know, I'm going to bless your family line. And here it is, uh, when you go back and look through your history, that you'll find that the Lord has been present throughout your family lineage. And you might look and say, well, you know, wait, no, 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 my dad was a banger and my mom was this and what they were. And here it is, you're saved right now. God kept his word. He kept his word. You received it. They had options. You had option and you took and you received. So God, so there are those believing Israelites that were caught up with the Gentiles in the first harvest. We, those that are dead shall rise first and then we which are alive shall be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. John, in his writing here, uh, you know, and I, I took the thought that, you know, wait, there, there's one more thing. Uh, there's some other things to have, but wait, let's look at this one more thing. I used to hear my gospel mother uh, overseer, Blanche Irvin, I used to hear my gospel mother uh, say that the saints of old, uh, you know, and she would use this phrase sometime uh, in, in teaching us about ministry, she would say, you know what, you, you plucked that chicken pretty good, but there's, I see a few feathers there. I, I see some, you know, chicken, chickens have hair. I, I see a few hairs. You still got to reach a little more and skin this, uh, you know. And so they would say there was a few more feathers to pluck. Now, it's interesting to know how people, now I'm, I'm shifting gears, but I'm going to, I'm going to another gear now. 
It's interesting to note how people joined movements recently. We have recent movements that you heard about via social media and uh, the television and different avenues, newspapers, whatever, you know, you, how you found out about it, you know, uh, such as Black Lives Matter, you know, and, and, and yes, I, I agree that all lives matter. It's, you know, there, there's no, no dispute about that. Every soul is precious. God said all souls are mine and the soul that sin it shall die. But it also means that the soul that does not sin shall live. The signs and history that have displayed that there it shows that, you know, when we see things on social media and we see and hear about it in the news, you know, after a while, uh, things become such as a cliché. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is, you know, and so when the movement of things have died down, you know, you don't hear uh, things, you know, and so when and while there was a, a hot topic, I was thinking about how different churches and large uh, and, and those that had and those that still do, they have a certain media presence, you know, they, they, they have a name that uh, that their name and there is a large enough audience that if they should deliver the truth of the gospel, the, the complete truth, you know, don't hold back. Uh, tell a person if they're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. And so while it was a hot topic, I remember white ministers inviting black ministers from their congregation to talk about how black lives and different things, you know, because that was a hot topic at that moment. When the pandemic, it was a hot topic to talk about, you know, uh, these signs, uh, there should be signs and wonders, the pandemic and different things. It was a hot topic, but then as things, but this is always a hot topic. It's never to die down. Uh, people preached Second Chronicles 7, I'm still shifting, 7. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I've heard thy prayer and have chosen this place. And they, they dropped down to the 14th verse. That's what they was preaching. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. That was hot when the nation was stirred up as we experienced something that we had never experienced before. Uh-huh. In our lifetime. And so uh, we heard messages preach from the first epistle and written by Luke to Theophilus regarding the signs of the time. And uh, they asked him, saying, Master, what then what shall be these things be and, and what signs will be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not uh, therefore after them. But when you shall hear wars and rumors of war, then you're going to hear about the commotion like we do even right now, hearing about Russia and the Ukraine and, you know, and how the U.S. is getting involved and saying we're going to bring sanctions up on you as if Russia is going to say, oh, I'm afraid. Oh, please don't bring sanctions up on me and we're not going to invade. Listen here. That's a power struggle of more than what you think about. It's a power struggle that's going on, not just what you see in the natural, but it's more 
of what is occurring in the spirit that you're not thinking about. The Lord said, be not terrified for these things must come to pass. So we're going to see these things happening. But the end is not yet. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in the diverse places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall be in the heavens. Now, this is one movement you don't want to miss. This is something you don't want to ignore and let it die down and become a cliche and treat it as a cliche. But it is something that we need to always be in tune with. It has been in place since the beginning of time. It's been talked about, but not as often as it should be. There are those that walk in with expect great expectations, and there are those that expectations are not that great. Well, I know the Lord is going to come one day, you know, and, and but it, it, it gives a state of relaxation where I can still maneuver and do what I want to do. I'm not prepared or preparing for it when it happens and when it does happen, you know. I heard the Bible say, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. The only way you're going to know him is to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, how am I going to know the mind of God if I don't get into the word of God? Beloved, remember your name is there, whatever your name. Now are we the sons of God. God has placed us into a state of being. Right now, on this day, at this present time, at 948, we are considered those that believe, those that have committed themselves unto the Lord. Now, let me ask you this. Have you made an affirmation unto him? You know, I, I, I hear so many uh, before the offering times uh, when I visited churches and stuff, uh, you know, they make affirmations. Let's read this affirmation of what we are, who we are and how God is going to bless us. Have you made an affirmation unto the Lord that confirms your commitment? Now are we the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And so we have this hope and we're purifying ourselves, even as he is pure. John has exposed, has been exposed to a this panoramic view of what is to come. After you get your 40 acres uh -huh, and a mule, after you win the hand and hopefully the heart of him or her, uh, after you reach the pinnacle of power within your arena, there is still one more thing that we must consider and not forget. After you have reached your certification, your degree, after you've accomplished what you're trying to accomplish, there is still 
one more thing. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. Now there has been multiple signs representing events in the heavens and on the earth. And there will continue to be signs on the heaven and the earth. And I'm gonna to read to you two signs that, that uh, we see and that you need to watch out for. Pay attention to these things. First Timothy 3, one through five says, for this, Know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents. That is both natural and spiritual. I remember telling uh, one of the saints of God, uh, one of the, a member of the church, uh, what they're to giving them instructions and they said why why should i follow those instructions what were you going to be disobedient to parents when we reach that state of mind where we tell begin to tell those that are uh, that are spending time on their knees praying for you now, i still bow my knees i still bend them in prayer unto the lord and when my knees begin to hurt from being uh, on the floor, I'll sit down. But I'm yielding myself in prayer and supplication, not because I want things for myself, but Lord, bless your people to walk in a spirit of obedience. Bless them to walk in a spirit of excellence. Lord, help us to know your will and to carry it out. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truth breakers, mm -hmm. both naturally and spiritual. You make an agreement, break it. People break agreements in the church, in, in their wedding vows. Our vows that we make is not unto the, just the person. The vows are made before the Lord. And so great consideration, and this is why marriage counseling is so important, is to stress this, that those vows that you make are not limited to that individual, that you just break them at any time when you, because they burn, uh, he burned the biscuits and so now he, you got stinky, a house full of stinky burnt biscuits and so you're going to divorce him. Or you're going to divorce her because she, she burnt the fish or cooked the fish in the microwave, reheating it and now the house stinks. Listen, truce breakers, I made a vow to the Lord and I won't take it back. I made a vow to the Lord and I won't take it back. But as soon as you get upset with something that is said, you quit church. I'm not going back to that church. Instead of getting things right, instead of making sure that you are not a truth breaker, your vow was to the Lord. Your position of what you were doing in ministry or involvement in the church was unto the Lord. So if it was not unto the Lord, then you must you made a mistake by making it to the individual. False accusers. 
incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from search turn away. That's what's sign. That's a sign that would be occurring be, uh -huh, to let you know that we are and we have reached a point. There are many today that say, well, you know, after what the government has said and what the, uh, the administration has said across the nation, we don't need to go to God's house any longer. We can listen to it just on the air. We don't need to make present ourselves in the presence of God. I can get at home. Well, you need to understand that it's not. And those preachers that say that the church is not relevant are lying. We heard earlier where I read from Chronicles. Solomon had completed what David desired to do. And he said, and the Lord came and blessed. Because the house, the church, the house of prayer, my house shall be called a house of prayer, was created or presented or established where his name is honored. When we come into the house of God, we are coming in to honor his name. We're not coming into churchzilla. We're not coming in to hear a, a, a concert and to, to get our dance on, to get our groove on, and then we're going to leave out the same as we came in. But he that has his hope is comes to purify himself. I come to make a sacrifice unto the Lord. And I'm presenting my body. You're presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Another side, Job 2 and 1 uh, the Lord gives these instructions to, to the prophet Joe, blow you the trumpet in Zion, the church, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. I'm dropping down to the 27th verse. It says, and ye shall know that I am the Lord in the midst of Israel that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and also upon thy servants and thy handmaid in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show signs and wonders in the heavens of uh, blood, fire, and pillar of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the, the name of the Lord uh, shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. We used to say, church, let's go back to Jerusalem. In other words, let's go back to the holy place. Let's go back to the altar and seek God for deliverance, not for things. When I, we're in the book of Daniel on Tuesdays, and you have never in our teaching, as we've arrived, as we have plowed and traveled down the, the, in this journey, you not once see Daniel praying for things. 
but you see him seeking God and you see him learning what is required of him by the Chaldeans. So therefore he became, uh, he learned the culture, he learned to speak the language, he learned the science and the astrology and all that they required of him to complete the task of the office in which he was going after. Uh-huh. But you don't hear about him praying for things. Let's go on. The dispensation of grace by this time and what John is seeing and what the signs would have ended. Now, there is a clock that's set in motion that many uh, don't think about too often. We're going to have a day. We're going to have Pentecost. Uh, coming up this year, and we're going to be, uh, the, oh my God, I can't wait to go to Pentecost and to, to go to that convention and, and be in a form of other churches. Listen here. On the day of Pentecost, 500 people were told to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise that say you have heard of me. 380 did not show up. There was only 120 in that upper room that received the promise. And, and when they asked them about what was occurring, the apostle Peter said, men and brethren, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. The clock has been ticking. Mighty God. The dispensation of grace is ended to Antichrist and his administration is in full effect is what we're reading about. And John said there are seven seals. Oh, let me back up here. Hold on. Now, I said that people have become accustomed now that because the government has said stay home, people are still going to work. During the time of the stay at home, people were still going to get their feet done. Still going to get their nails done. Still going to get their hair done. But go to church, go in that church building. Uh, I don't think so. But yet you did all of those things as if God didn't see that, as if he didn't notice that, as if he was not paying attention to it. He had just as much conscious awareness of what was going on as you did. And even more so. Well, you know, I had to go and get my due done. I had to go and get my man. You know, I appreciate you getting the claws taken care of. But what have we neglected and what are we neglecting now? Well, you know, the admin said we should. And you still going to work. Some working overtime, working uh, late hours at night. I got to get this done. And you say, hey, take an hour break for church. No, I can't do that. But you take hour and two hour breaks to go hang out someplace. Mm. Listen here. It's just one more thing. One more thing. Now, John sees uh, this vision. The dispensation of grace is ended. The Antichrist and administration is in full effect. Seven seals open. Trumpets blown, and now he sees seven angels with seven last plagues. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. These angels are not the Anglo-Saxon view. Let me clarify that. You know, people have grown up seeing uh, portraits of angels uh, painted on, on 
chapel ceilings and the ceiling of cathedral, the cathedral ceiling have you know stuff like that and you know maybe in your home you saw a picture of an angel uh, angelic being with wings and you know and uh, uh, and a, 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 a towel wrapped around their waist or wearing a diaper you don't find that in the bible that was an anglo-saxon view of what someone imagined the bible doesn't say that all angels have wings and neither does it say that when you're caught up, those that believe and have, and have purified themselves, even as he is pure, according to his word. Everything must line up with his word. It doesn't say you're going to have wings. Now, out the promises of what God has given and the assignments that will occur is outlined uh, a lot of, in the scripture. I don't want to go too far ahead of myself because I want to complete some of this. And so this is not an Anglo-Saxon view of that, of what John has seen. Neither is it a blonde hair, blue-eyed imitation of something that, uh, that ideology that was passed on from slavery as a, manip a device of manipulation that this is what Christ looked like. There is nowhere in the scripture. There was no Polaroid. And the description that God gives, no one, people don't spend time painting and writing and outlining and drawing what the word of God says. He, uh, hair like wool. Nobody's, but no, they gave him straight. Listen, we're not talking about that. John said, and I saw as it were a sea of glass mingle with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast. Now, the beast is not present, actively present right now. So John is seeing those that got the victory are ones that were not caught up in Thessalonians 4 and 16. Those that had the victory over his image and over his mark and over his name that he saw standing on the sea of glass having, that was given heart are not those of Thessalonians 4 and 16. John sees visions on the earth in the heavens as illustrated here and it all begun in Revelation 1, 9 and 10. I'm talking about it, it began with John. Because as we read through the scriptures, you find that this is peppered throughout the word of God. You find that what John is seeing, the, the totality of what John is seeing right now, bits and pieces of this has been handed down throughout the scripture. The caught up, what I mentioned uh, Thessalonians 4 and 16 several times, that occurred in Genesis. Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. Revelation 1, 9 and 10, I, John, I, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I know why I was there. I know why I was in trouble. It wasn't because I stole something. It wasn't because I lied. It wasn't because I cheated. It wasn't because I went the wrong way. It is because I took a stand. And so I was there for the word of God because I preached it. I taught it. 
I exhorted it. I lived it for the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice and a trumpet. Now Ezekiel in his vision said, I looked and behold a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. So see what John is seeing is, is a bit of or what Ezekiel saw was a bit of what John is seeing because mm, Revelation tells us that there is a the throne of God, there is water coming out of uh, the throne of God, which is pure, it's clear, it's not your, it's not your, uh, oh, I'm drinking a bottle of Stater Brothers water, but, and some of y'all might have frowned at that, but listen, it's not your glacier, it's not any of the alkaline water or anything like that, this is the pure, uh, the, 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 the only eternal substance that we experience on earth in the natural, and that is water. Coming out of the throne of God. And he describes it and says that it is mingled with this fire. I cannot help myself. I cannot help but imagine how and the visions of what John has already seen of God. That the water and what he is seeing now is a reflection Oh, I'm not going to go too far into that. But a reflection of what he has seen, which means he is looking upward. Are you looking up? Are you looking up to see what God has to show you? John sees a reflection. John sees, oh my God, I'm doing my best here. I'm doing my best to get something out of my spirit into your ears and into your spirit. Bless your Lord Jesus. Now, Ezekiel sees the fire. He sees the enfolding. And Hebrews tell us plainly that my God, our God, is a mighty consuming fire. So John sees this reflection, it's unfolding, uh, this water reflecting what he is, uh, what he is doing his best to describe from what he is seeing. A sea of glass mingled with fire and then that had gotten the victory. Hmm. John also sees the sees Christ's eyes of flaming fire, feet of brass. Everything that is now and will be in that day a reflection of. Remember John said that it does not yet appear what we shall, but we know that we shall be like him and we're going to see him as he is. Now I'll come back to the rest of that later. And they sang a song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and God of, uh, and Lord, glorify thy name, for thou only are holy for all the nations shall come and worship before thee for the judgments 
are made manifest. Now what? 120 went into the upper room. Where was the 380? Will you be like the 380 that did not follow the instructions that God is, has given and he is continuing to give? I know he's giving them here. Or is it that I, I'm stuck on things? I, I got to get the things that I want. You know, before I can commit to God, I got to work on myself. No, God demands you to work on yourself. He said, come, let us reason together. We'll work on you. I'll get, I got this. You just have to allow it. Come as you are. Zephaniah 2 and 11. The Lord will be terrible unto them, for he will famish all the gods of the earth, and, shall, and men shall worship him, everyone from his place, even all the isles of the heathen. All the nations are going to come and worship before him. Isaiah 45 and 20, I have sworn by myself and, and thy word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. John says, for and after that I looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony of heaven was open. In other words, I looked unto the, John got a glimpse into what I, I refer to as the worship center or the center of worship. Where are you? Where are you at today? You want to be in the center of worship. When you enter into worship, it is where you will find God. Not only will you find God, but you will find his story. Uh-huh. His story. His story. Not your own. You have, but God's story. So many said, I'm going to run up to God and, and give him my story. No, you, we first, you need his story. You need his story. Psalms 40 and 7 says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written in me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness to the great congregation. Lo, I have refrained my lips. O Lord, thou knowest. His story is in the volume of the book. The seven angels came out of the temple having seven plagues. They had on pure white golden and golden girdles. And they received seven golden vials. Each one received a bowl with something in it. I'm, 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 I'm going to stop right there. But I, I want to ask it's one more thing. Just this one more thing. Are you in the ark of safety? The seven plagues are not for those that are in the ark of safety. It's for those whose name was not found written in the Lamb's book of life during the dispensation of grace. John saw that the outer court was done away with and there were those that was yet worshiping. We're yet worshiping. It's not something new for us and we're gonna continue to praise and to worship God. At 9 a.m. Sunday morning, we, we coming in to praise and to worship God. That's how we call service to order. We're coming in to praise and to worship him and to yield ourselves unto him. And we, we're, part of, we're part of the praise crew. We're part of the worship crew of God. We're part of Isaiah uh, uh, where he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and they was pray his train are, are the saints of God. 
And they were praising and worshiping and giving him glory. Are you in the ark of safety? Peter in his, in his uh, ministering to those that was listening, he said, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come for the presence of, from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution for all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of, of all, all his holy prophets. Holy prophets are talking about the Lord and his coming. They're not just talking about you're going to get things and stuff. Uh, if, if you listen to what I'm telling you, if you hear what I'm saying, your obedience and your obedience, there are uh, what you need, you know, you sing what you need. God's got it. You know, God does have it. But see, there is what there is a as I taught my children, as I taught my sons and I exhort to them that it's not you pray. But you pray while you're filling out the documents. You pray while you're studying, you're doing your schoolwork. You pray while before now you pray while you're doing your your assignment at work you walk with a heart of prayer and the lord will bless and give you favor in that instance faith john said faith without works is dead i believe it was john if it wasn't correct you can correct me but faith without works is dead Show me your faith and I will show you my works. It's not about talking about it. It is being about it. The time of refreshing is coming and the prophets, including this one, has been speaking and will continue to speak about this until will you be part of? Just one more thing. Just one more thing. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. I just want to leave that thought with you. That's just that's one more thing. No matter what you accomplish, no matter what goes on, it's one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for this time and this opportunity that you have given us. Lord, to exhort your word. Lord God, each one that is listening. Lord God, and, and Lord Jesus, as they have gathered to bless you, to exalt you, Lord God, and Lord God, in seeking understanding of your word. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless. Help us, O oh Lord God, to 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 do just that, to glorify you from the inside. Lord Jesus, that you be magnified even the more by the lives that we live. Lord Jesus, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Let's lift him high. God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us. I'm just looking at some of the names here and, and I don't want to begin to start calling them out, but I appreciate everyone that has tuned in the service and I, I'm just here with my hands lifted and thanking God and, and just appreciating him. You know, um, we're going to come back on, on tomorrow night. We have a new program that is starting called Men Focus, which is a, a, actually a forum, a discussion forum that's going to be live um, called, uh, again, it's called Men Focus. And, and, you know, I was just thinking about that. And it's to give God glory and, and men and women alike direction, you know, and it's not a church service, but it is a discussion of real topics and real things that people deal with. People deal with heartbreaks, divorces, you know, and relationships, uh, finances, sports, whatever, you know, it's going to be a, a something of interest to everyone. And it's all about keeping it real. It's not about preaching at nobody. You know, I'm, I'm totally against that preaching at folks, not about beating nobody down, but it is about that magnifying God in a, a different way, in a different form. And so um, continue to pray for us as we pray for you and continue to magnify God. God bless you.